Hi, and welcome to The Optimist Chronicles, your emotional safe space to explore and be who you are and feel all your feelings. I'm your host, Anna Marie Green, clinical therapist, emotional wellness coach, and soul-led optimist. Here to bring you all the topics and conversations to help you become more of yourself and see life in a more positive view. Let's jump in. Guys, I rebranded the Anxiety Languages coaching program. It is now called Alive, a six-month journey to never pretending or being at the mercy of your anxiety again. Ah! So if you're someone who hides from themselves, this program's for you. And you know who I'm talking about. You hide your jealousy, resentment, pain, and anger by busying yourself with things to do for other people, hurdles to jump, or expectations to meet. Girl, that's not living, and there's another way out. In this program, you are getting everything you need to stop being at the mercy of your anxiety. I mean, everything. You'll have weekly 60-minute sessions, bi-weekly group skills workshops to implement the things you're learning, support in between sessions, and a four-week plan for after the program ends. Go ahead to my website today in order to learn more about this program. You can find all the details to my website and my Instagram in the show notes of this episode. There is only three slots left and enrollment closes August 30th. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Optimist Chronicles. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. I think the sound is way better than last episode, which I'm already like, oh, awesome. We're flowing, we're rolling, we're going. Finally starting to get a little bit more of like control back of my schedule now that we're not traveling as much and it feels really nice. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about dream interpretations And one of the reasons that I have decided to make this um, topic a little bit earlier, because I had originally planned this out to be like episode 10 or 11, um, is because I've been having a lot of very vivid and very like emotionally, um, emotionally heavy dreams like the last week. And I've been doing a lot of journaling and dream interpretation for myself and for my own dreams. And whenever I, things have like come up multiple times for me, whether it's like clients, it's coming up with clients and when it's coming up in my personal life or it's coming up with friends, I always kind of take a second and reflect on like, okay, is this something that I, you know, need to share then? Is this something that I need to apply to my own life? And so that's why we're doing this today one of my favorite things to talk about with people. So kind of a little bit of a backstory about it is I first learned about dream interpretation when I was an undergrad. We covered it as one of the sections in one of my social work classes. Um, I I went to St. Francis University and I was a social work undergrad and I had one of the most phenomenal professors. His name um, was Dr. Mark Lynch. And one of the sections we did was Gestalt Dream Theory. And I remember how like my mind went when we did it. I was like, this is what? Why does why do people not do this? Why is this not general knowledge? The way that everything came together at the end was it broke my brain in like the best way. It totally like changed the way that I looked at things and how I saw things. And I have been using that information, those that skill set in my personal life and my professional life since that time. Um, I have this one best friend who I remember we talk on the phone all the time, especially when I lived in Pittsburgh. And she would be like, 
I'm having the same dream. I've had the same dream for years and this, this, and this, and this happens. And I was like, okay, let's try to break it down. And she would always get super excited about the dream interpretation. She's like, ah, this is like, this is magic. Cause it just changes the way that you're looking at things. And it also draws your attention to different areas of your life that maybe there's just more layers that you haven't dealt with. And so with today's episode, I'm kind of going to go through a couple different layers of dream interpretation because for dream interpretation, there is kind of the psychological piece of it. Um, Like I said, that I learned in my social work class, but then there's also kind of the spiritual side of things that I'm also, you know, it's getting validated and supported um, with this new book I'm reading Um, it's called women who run with wolves. It's not a new book, but it's a new book for me. And this one section that I got to, and it talks about dreams. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what we learned in social work class. And this is essentially like a similar framework to Gestalt's dream theory. Um, and so, and I just love dream theory. I, my clients love when, when I use it in session, they love bringing their dreams to me and, It usually takes like a full session or at least like 35 to 40 minutes to get through it. And that is if we are not really taking our time and digging deep. But hopefully the things that I share today are going to help you look at your dreams differently and maybe even start your own dream journal so you can go back and and really reflect on what's going on and what your subconscious mind is trying to tell you through your dreams and and maybe even like stop some some reoccurring dreams Uh, because sometimes those can be really hard and I found that people have a really hard time um, pulling out the messages from them because sometimes our brains speak to us in like such out-of-pocket ways. It's, um, it's really interesting. So jumping back in, some background on essentially Gestalt's dream theory, but also the information that I'm pulling from Women Who Run With The Wolves. And both of, uh, for the, the book for Women Who Run With The Wolves, I'll put the um, link in Amazon to that book in the show notes. Um, really phenomenal book, especially for all my women out there. It's just super cool. But essentially, dreams are our subconscious's way of helping our, our conscious deal with shit that we don't work out in our day to day. So in Gestalt's dream theory, you, it's called unfinished business, especially when it's a reoccurring dream. But I, and I don't remember if that, if it's considered like for any dream that you remember, I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. But I always tell people, I'm like, if you remember a dream and you remember it vividly and the emotions behind it, it's unfinished business, um, according to the theory. So that means that it's something that you're not dealing with when you're awake and alert and you're either pushing it to the side or you're just like, la, 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 I'm just going to stay just not focusing on it, not whatever. But it's something that your subconscious mind is like, hey, this is an issue. Or like, hey, this is making us feel unsafe or this is dangerous or this needs to be sorted out because it's a problem. And we'll tr- they'll, our subconscious will try to deal with the problem either by making us alert to it through the dream or try to like solve it for us in the dream. Um, but then what just normally happens is that if we're unaware of kind of this framework and how to interpret dreams, we um, we just think, oh my gosh, I just had a nightmare and like we're stressed out by it. And we're like, that was such a weird dream. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, it's just because it's the full moon or oh, it's just because that. And granted, I'm not going to say that there aren't like spiritual reasons that we might have specific dreams. Um, I'm actually in this 
uh, my, it's called like a spiritual class right now. It's, um, I, some of the people call it like little witch school. Um, it's, it's super cool. So we learned about reading chakras and, and our spirit guides and, and all that kind of stuff. It's been so much fun. Um, and a really fun experience, a really incredible experience for me. But so for some people, like they might connect with their angels or their spirit guides, you know, through their dreams. Um, but in the, for the sake of this episode in this podcast, I want to focus on those of us who aren't communicating um, with our spiritual team uh, through our dreams and that it has much more to do with our subconscious's way of trying to lead us down a certain path, trying to force us to deal with something that we have been ignoring, neglecting, or that's in the back of our mind, a fear that we are refusing to face. So I'm going to start off actually with an example of how it's like unfinished business and what that specifically means, right? Because it can be different for everyone. Um, So I will specifically use the example that I used when I was in undergrad and we um, we were in class. So to kind of set the scene um, in this specific class, you know, we had learned a little bit about Gestalt's dream theory in the class before and there were some readings on it, but now we were going to apply it um, because this class specifically was knowing and practicing the skills that you needed to become a generalist clinical social worker. And so each person had to, and I think we spent like two classes doing this because there were about like 10 people in my, in my class for this. It was a very small school um, and very small social work program, but like the best social work program. And I, so when it was my turn to share, I chose this one dream. I think that it happened pretty recently because um, I don't really have a lot of reoccurring dreams. They're like dreams that feel like deja vu when I'm in them. But I I don't usually have a lot of dreams that happen over and over again. So at that time, I had this dream where essentially the world was ending and it was ending like everyone was going to die and everyone was going to die via like lava like packing pellets that was like coming up over. Essentially, we all would drown in these lava looking packing pellets but the like the texture was kind of a watery thing kind of kind of thing um and so myself and then also my roommate um at the time my best friend I also live with her now Sarah we were in charge in this dream of telling the world that the world was going to end like telling everyone the world was going to end and like to make a connection with God, to just to get everything in your life in order, that kind of thing. We were riding this yellow school bus all around the world telling different people that the world was going to end. And some people believed us and were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were some people who were just like, what? That is the biggest load of bull that I've ever heard and like made fun of us. And then there was another group of people who like, who also, who just didn't know, like they were just like, oh, you know, like they didn't trust it, but Um, but at the same time, like part of them was like, oh, maybe, maybe there's some truth in this. Um, and, and we went and we, and we did our thing. And then I remember at the end, kind of like, they're just being like a black space and like kind of like floating in it. And it really freaked me out. I, especially the ending. I was like, I think I, in my dream, I was like, oh my God, I died. And it's just this black space. And like, I was, I was freaking out. (laughs) Uh, so actually this German dream interpretation came right on time and so essentially when you are doing gestalt dream theory it's it's a group practice traditionally 
so there's people who are the actors, there's the person who has the dream, there's like the narrator who walks along with the person who has the dream through each phase of the dream. And um, I, I believe there's also like an audience. And I will note, I have not done group gestalt dream theory since class. I kind of have adapted it to be able to do individually one-on-one -on -one in my client sessions. But back when we were in class, so we had everybody in the class be these different um, either characters, if they were the actors, or, and then there was my professor who was kind of like the narrator. He's, he walked along with, with me um, through each part of the dream. And so, and then we broke down the different parts of the dream. And a really big element of this is that in your dream, even if you know the people who are in your dream, like, for example, I had Sarah, who was a very integral part of my dream um, in that specific dream. But each person represents a part of you. So even the like strangers and the different crowds that we would talk to, and they're a different part of me. So, for example, um, when he asked me, OK, tell me about Sarah. Um, and I said, oh, well, in the dream, she does this. And he's like, yes. Now tell me who she is to you in your life. You know, what is, what is your relationship like in real life? And I said, you know, well, she's my best friend. You know, she's really like, she grounds me and she's kind of like a little bit of like a mom figure, you know, like she kind of, <laughs> she picks up where some of the things that I feel like I dropped the ball on and she just really, she makes me feel safe and comforted. And, um, and I explained that and he said, okay. Uh, and then what he told me and while he's like telling us like, yes, each, each person represents a part of us. And he was like, so for this problem, whatever this problem that your dream is about, a part of you that you feel that you need, cause you, cause I needed her on this mission is the part of me that is kind of like the, the motherly nurturing, um, structure grounding side of myself I need that side of myself to overcome this problem to or to to reach the goal of of whatever I'm the challenge that I'm facing and so there's a couple kind of pieces I want to pull out from from that specific example is so you want to look at especially if you know the person you want to look at what your relationship like is in real life how you feel about them what they bring to your life and then you want to look at the role that they're playing in your dream so for my dream Sarah was a piece that I needed I needed to work with her in order to accomplish this goal and we did it together and and so that kind of that symbolizes that with this issue that I need that part of myself in order to accomplish or overcome, you know, that kind of thing. Now, when it, can, when it comes to strangers, it's a little bit different. So for the crowds of people that we were going around and like, you know, find, find God and, and get all of your affairs in order, the world is ending, blah, 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 blah. Um, at first, I actually didn't realize all of their reactions but that that and and my professor pointed out to me like well what are they feeling what are they thinking and at first glance when we think about dreams and we're like seeing things happening um we we're like oh like i don't i don't know why things are done but we once you know that 
each of those people is just a part of me. It's just, it's my brain. So I can tap into what are they thinking? What are they feeling? And so that's what he challenged me to do. So he was like, okay, this first group, what are they thinking? Why are they thinking that? Like, what are, what are they feeling? And I talked about, it. I was like, oh, they're, they're laughing at me. Like they're not taking it seriously. They're like, whatever. I don't believe that. I'm just going to keep doing whatever the heck I want. Um, and then the second group was like, oh yes. Okay. Like, yeah, this is really serious. I'm going to do, I'm going to do this right now. Like I, I know I see the gravity of the situation. I'm listening. I'm going to go and do my thing, handle my, sh- handle my shit. And the third group was hesitant. They were like, oh yeah. Like they kind of acted like they didn't care like the first group, but underneath they felt like anxious about it, nervous about it. Like they didn't know. And they were kind of confused. And so breaking that down was we figured out he was like, so there's three ways that you're kind of reacting or dealing with this problem. They, those three different groups represented the, the different ways in which I was responding to the issue. There was a part of me that was not taking it seriously and was just like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And like, I'm, it's not a big deal. I don't believe this. Um, there was another part of me that was like, this is so serious. We got to, we got to get our shit together. What, like, obviously it's this way. Like, yeah, I believe that, that things are, are, are coming to an end or could be like the end type of thing that, that believed the gravity of whatever the conflict was. And then the third part of me that was like, oh no, I'm fine. Like everything's fine. But underneath I was very anxious and very nervous and, and confused and kind of a little bit lost. And I remember as my professor, like we were going through all these, all these things. And I, when this was happening, I was like, holy freaking crap. Because I, I, back in that time, I was not emotionally open. I didn't share any of my woes, like at any time, unless I was like really drunk, to be honest. And this professor, like I, oh my gosh, I loved him. He was so great. He's actually the person who talked me into going into social work Um, because originally when I went to school I was just going to do so psychology and communications and he was like nah do social work and communications and it was really cool but I'll talk about him more some other time so he kind of he kind of nudged me knowing he knew who I who I was like it was this his own superpower where somehow he always kind of just like got me and understood me even though I didn't show a lot of myself um and he was like, so is there an issue where you're like, you're kind of responding different, differently to? And I remember being like, oh, no, I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about. And he was like, okay, well, let's just continue with the, with the dream interpretation. So then he, um, he looked at, he was like, okay, tell me how the world is ending. And I talked about how there were these packing pellets, that, like lava-like packing pellets, because they were like red, orange, and yellow. And they were like rising kind of like how you would imagine like I guess like sea level or like if there was like a dam and like water keeps rising and getting higher and higher um I was like that it's like rising above everyone and everyone's gonna drown in this (laughs) packing pellet lava thing um and and that's and that's how it ends and and he was like okay 
So, and he asked more about like the structure of the packing pellets. He was like, is it like stacking or is it the like, and I told him, I was like, it's more of like a water consistency. Um, but, but essentially I was like, but it builds on each other kind of like, and how I just described to you guys that like, you know, you have a dam and the water is like building and it's going up and up and up and up. And he was like, okay. And he was like, so that tells me that whatever the issue is, you feel that the things are piling up on top of each other. He was like, it's, it's building. It's been building over some time and you have time to fix it, but you're ignoring it and it's getting more and more severe. And the ways that you've been dealing with it are the, the three responses of the different people that we talked to. But what you and what you need is a little bit more of what your friend Sarah represents and and then you know because he he also he's a social worker he's a brilliant social worker so he wasn't gonna like out what my issue was outright he was just gonna give me what I needed and I knew I knew exactly what it was um I remember being like ah shit I was like dang I was really hoping that like I could just ignore it (laughs) um and the, the issue was that at the time so I was a I was a junior, I was in my junior year, I believe, fall semester of my junior year. So this is before I got pregnant. And I was president or vice president or on the leadership board for at least five different organizations. I um, was, I think I also had an on-campus job that semester too, because I was just like, eh, some money would help. Like I'm 21 now, so I'm going to be going to the bars. Um... And I was taking, I, th- I was taking, oh goodness, like more than, more than, I think I actually that semester had applied to take more than, I think we could only take 18 credits and I think I was taking 21. I, so I was taking an extra class and I was in my junior year. So I was in all of my like intense classes and I also, yeah, I just was trying to do everything. And I was starting to feel the repercussions of it. But I, I was trying to, part of me was like, oh, no, it's fine. We'll be fine. We always, we're always fine. We always figure shit out. And another part of me was like, no, girl, you got to get this together. Like, you got to figure out what you're going to prioritize. And because otherwise, like, you're going to have a breakdown. Like, I feel the breakdown coming. And then there was another one with me was like, well, can we do it? That was because it was trying and it was acting fine on the surface, which is what I showed everyone else. And underneath, I was like, I'm so anxious that everything is going to fall apart. Um, and but it, he and, I, and he knew that he always knew he's like, you're always everywhere. Like I was always doing everything all the time. I just constantly was on the go. Um, but it was really nice that he didn't like out that that was he knew that that was what was happening and I knew that that was happening but he didn't (laughs) share it with my whole entire class but another way that we kind of dissected the issue without naming it outrightly was like so this issue I feel like is like the end it will destroy something for me it will destroy something in my world that is very important because you figure like if it's the end of the world this it's like a catastrophic you know detonation you know it's it's the worst scenario you know whenever anyone thinks of like the end of the world so whatever it was it felt like it was going to be the end of my world and that and so that was really that I tell that story as an example um for when I'm in when I'm explaining dream interpretation to people and 
because it was a really, really pivotal moment for me in being able to understand how my subconscious mind is speaking to me and how I'm also able to connect with things that I'm afraid to deal with in kind of like a back doorway. Because sometimes when we have a specific situation that we, we kind of know we have to deal with it or we know, you know, what it is, what the issue is, but it's scary for what, for what one reason or another, it's scary. And the minute we start to think about like having to face it, we're immediately like paralyzed with anxiety or paralyzed with fear. And we're just like, oh, no, I'll think about it later. I have, look at this other long list of things to do. You know, I have to go and focus on that. And, um, you know, it also didn't help that <laughs> part of the reason that the situation even arise in the first place was like we talked about the anxiety languages a couple episodes back but my anxiety language is overachiever so the way that I disconnect with other deeper problems is by busying myself is by putting a bunch of things on my to-do list and being like oh well you know like I'm fine like look at all I'm achieving and like focusing on trying to achieve things and and um and you know climb these long-term goals these long-term ladders that kind of thing but Anyway, it was a really, really powerful tool in being able to address my crap without necessarily like it feeling too scary. And that's why our brain does it. You know, like if it gives us some tries to do and in real life and when we're awake and alert, but when it gets to a point where like, okay, something's got to change because it's really like it's starting to get to a point where it's going to really negatively impact you or you're having a really hard time with it or you're ignoring your intuition, for example. Um, and that's what women who want one run with wolves talks about it. Our dreams, our night dreams reflecting what are the intuition that we might be ignoring or as a way for our intuition to communicate with us that feels a little bit safer. and allows itself to kind of and it usually expresses itself in in a story essentially um but our brains do that because it's like well clearly you don't feel safe dealing with this during daylight working hours so we're gonna just concoct a story to help you understand what needs to happen or what like what you need to face and so whenever i have vivid dreams that especially ones that like wake me up and i'm like you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking about it and I just have like really strong emotion and a really strong emotional reaction. I try to like write it down and then come back to it and, and, um, and break it down in using the, the dream theory strategies. And I also do this with clients. So kind of how I'll run through it with clients is, you know, they'll be telling me about a dream and usually I prefer when, when this is brought up in the beginning of the session, but a lot of times, you know, I'll, towards the end of the session, I'll be like, okay, is there anything else that you really wanted to like talk about or kind of process today that I can make note of for next session? And they'll be like, oh, by the way, I had this really powerful dream or I had this really scary dream or this really intense dream. What I'll have them do if, if it's later in the session is I will have them journal as much as they can remember, like every aspect of the dream that they can remember, you know, what happened, how it ended, how it started. Um, you know, if a, if another dream preceded this dream that kind of thing and then we literally go step by step I walk through that with them well um I'll say okay 
what are the different characters that were in it? What roles did they play? How, how did they feel? Um, was there anyone that you knew? And if there's somebody that they know from real life, then we kind of go into their relationship a little bit. What do they bring to your, to you? Or how do they make you feel? How have they made you feel in the past, present? Um, and, or also like at what point did you know them? And then also another important component that I forgot to mention is taking note of how old you are in the dream whether you're yourself or you're a different person how old are you in the dream Uh, my professor brought this up um i think it came up with somebody else who was getting their dream interpreted but when you are a child it or whether you're yourself as a child or a different child it represents innocence it represents um kind of like a, a you know what what a childlike mentality and a, a, a naiveness, if you will, um, especially depending on the problem in, in the sense of that's how part of the element of yourself that's showing up to this problem. It, now, granted, it could also be, you know, if it's about a specific thing, it could also symbolize like how old you were when, when the thing happened, if it's like an unprocessed trauma type of thing. Um, but for for the sake of like what what I usually talk about with clients is like okay how old are you and we talk about kind of okay you know is does this relate to anything that you went through you know at that age or is it a matter of you know representing innocence representing like an an unknowing um a naiveness for the situation and then we look at about the kind of different way that the problem is is communicating itself like how did you find out about the problem is it something that you just kind of knew like the dreams what you remember like you just knew as part of the dream or is it something that kind of you weren't really sure what was going on and then you were made aware of the problem at it down the road in the dream so using my example my specific dream i went into the dream knowing what the problem was it wasn't shown to me later the details were shown to me but I went in knowing and it was the first it was the first thing that was established for me in the dream before everything else happened because for some people they kind of just like wake up in the dream or like they remember being in the dream and being in a place and kind of like walking around or wandering not really sure you know where every, like where everyone is or where they are and what's happening and then as time progresses as they explore more as they you know do this thing or they might see a person or they might you know see something that then alludes to what the main problem is what the threat is what the danger is what the where the fear is kind of being rooted in and that tells us a lot about what you know of the problem now so i already i knew what the problem was I knew what the problem was. I also knew kind of what the solution was in a way because I went into the problem of my dream. I, it was the first thing that I, I knew of it. And then I also kind of, the first thing I knew was how to, how, what I had to do for it for whatever reason. And that was take Sarah and I on this yellow bus and drive around the different parts of the world and, and tell them, you know, all the, you know, about the world ending and, and like, I remember as we were like driving that you would see the ye- like the yellow and orange and red lava like packing pellets were like on our tail as we're driving this bus. And it's just her and I on this bus. I don't remember um, what was specifically talked about or if we even got to like the bus element of the dream. 
because I mean, we only the the class was three hours. So, but we, you know, we only had a limited amount of time because we had to do multiple people. Um, but yeah, so I don't remember that element of it. I just I do remember um, the other things though. And one of the reasons my clients really love this is they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it can realize that this was the thing. It really can open your mind, open your eyes to stuff that you just, you didn't realize was, was an issue or was still an issue. And cause sometimes when it comes to, especially like past traumas, like really big events that we know we're like, yeah, this thing happened and it fucked my day all the way up or it fucked me up for a little while. Sometimes with those things, we can like, okay, but I I put in this work, I've been talking about it, I've been doing this, I've been doing that. And we're like, this should not be an issue. You know, we always put these expectations that, okay, if I do the things, that means that A, B, and C are going to happen. And that's just not always the way that things happen, especially when it comes to the complexities of the human mind and our emotional experience in life, the way that our soul is experiencing this physical world. So one of the things about dreams is it can really show you the different layers to something. I had a a friend who had the same dreams or the same dream, the same reoccurring dream, or at least like a dream with like the same people for a really long time. And I remember back when I would first start like talking about dream theory after that class, I was just like, okay, well, this, this, this. And I always say, you know, I was like, you know, I don't know everything. So I, you know, I don't. you know, take this with a grain of salt type of thing. Um, But as like, as time would go on and we would talk about, you know, this dream or this, these people in this dream that she continues to have, it really showed the different layers of stuff of maybe like a, a central core problem, but there were just different layers that needed to be peeled back and peeled back because we can't, um, you know, one of the big things that people get frustrated with, especially like in therapy is they're like, I want this to be solved right freaking now. And if I talk about this and I'm willing to talk about this because it's hard to talk about, then my issue should be fixed. My anxiety should poof be gone and I should no longer ever have to think about this issue ever again. And guys, homies, that is not, that is just not how the human brain works. And that's just not how our souls emotionally deal with shit. There are layers. We are just like ogres. We are onions and there are so many layers. And one of the really cool, cool things about using dream theory is you can go and see the different layers of stuff. Even if the dream is, maybe the dream like slightly changes, but the like theme or the issue is the same. Okay, this problem that maybe you have changed some stuff with and you feel better about it's prob- it sounds like it's still probably there, but there's just another layer of it. I have a particular client in mind that I'm thinking of, and you know, I we've been working together for a little while now, and we we did get to some really like integral wounds, and that were driving certain behaviors, certain behavior patterns, negative thought patterns, and we got to some of these relationships, and and you know, they came into it knowing some of the like the shit that they wanted to work on the shit that was like showing up for them um which was really helpful but we like recently got to this deep deep level wound that was just another layer of 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 essentially what we've been working on and 
you know, they have been really been able to like change their life and how they approach things and get rid of certain behavior patterns. But only super recently did we get to these like unlocking these like core memories of, of, of the, of certain issues. And dream interpretation was part of, was a huge part of that because, you know, she, she was having these reoccurring dreams and we broke down each dream and I was like, okay, tell me, tell me more about this, you know, this and taking what we interpreted from the dream and then integrating, um, the emotional memory tracking, which I don't remember. I'm really sorry. I don't remember if I talked about that in a different episode. Um, but just as like a small little sidebar, cause I know I can tangent, um, emotional memory tracking is a strategy I use in my sessions with clients where essentially we, we focus on an emo- a specific emotion and then we track it back through your life. So, you know, if someone's like, I feel sad, I say, okay, tell me more about that. Where are you feeling the sadness? And they'll tell me like my arm, my leg, my ear. <laughs> and I'm saying, okay, now tell me about that body part. What does it want to do? What is what is coming up um and then tell me more about the sadness and we dive into the emotion and then we dive into different memories so we can even like so a lot of times when you do that especially at first when you're when you're not used to doing it you might get like a for whatever reason i thought of this person or i thought of this environment or this place or this thing and i'm like okay now let's like pause on that and then Tell me about your relationship with this thing, this person, this place. You know, what did you do? What was it like? How did it first start? And we kind of separate for a second and then we go back in. And what we're able to do is then we start unlocking deeper levels of the emotion and figuring out what it, where is the root? Where, where's the part of our body, the, the, the soul level part of us that doesn't want to let go of this emotion that, or that hasn't been able to let go of this emotion for one reason or another. And, and then we're able to see, oh, okay, so this is how this is, this, this is how it's playing out in our lives, you know, um, and going back to, you know, who we were in this past version of ourselves, whether we were a kid or we were in adolescence or we were a young adult, whatever it might be, we are able to then see how that pattern is showing up. And, diving deep into it we also ask like what are the needs and how and it kind of gives us a framework of how we can change our how we're thinking about ourselves our behavior what things we need to do in order to move through that like release that emotion and grow that past version of ourselves like up to speed and and kind of like let it go type of thing i hope i'm explaining this in a way that makes sense to you guys. I know sometimes when I explain things, some of my friends are like, that kind of went over my head a little bit. I'm like, I promise it's not hard. I, I'm going to try to explain it the, as clearly as I can. I've recently done this with several clients and, you know, they've been in various ages above 45 and they have been able to unlock these memories that they were like, I forgot that, I forgot that even happened. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that that had that impact on me. And by doing that, we're able to call attention to like, here's the actual, like the IEE, the, the emotional event that 
is holding you in this place that is creating some of the conflict or some of the specific negative thoughts you have, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, back to dream interpretation. So dreams help us do that. Dreams help us face the fears, some of the fears that we have in our um, wake time in a way that doesn't feel as threatening to us, but it lets us know that we have this fear and that something needs to be done with it. And I will say the more open you are to your emotions and more familiar you are with how your emotions feel in your own body and what they look like for you, the easier a dream interpretation is going to be. I once um, helped someone with a dream interpretation and like they were like, hey, you know, like I am having this dream. Tell me, help me. And I was like, okay. But they didn't spend a lot of time sitting with their emotions. And I think there was also part of them that struggled with admitting certain emotions to themselves. You know, they had a very specific like persona. And so it was very hard to get to the root of it because there were all these walls up. I know I talked about a little earlier how I'm in this spiritual course. And so I'm a little woo woo. (laughs) But, and for some of my, my, clients or sometimes when people ask me for help some of the stuff that I pick up is is energetic and so I can always kind of feel when someone has a bunch of walls up and when it's going to be when or when they're open and like ready to make changes or ready to really face stuff which is is helpful right in what I do Um, but this particular person they weren't ready they kind of wanted they wanted a simple solution they wanted they wanted to know they wanted to hear what they wanted to hear and so it was much harder to get to what the actual root of of the dream was and i i believe they still had that reoccurring dream for a little while are you ready to stop feeling out of control of your anxiety are you ready to stop being in and out of therapy stuck in the same behavior patterns over the years are you ready to let go of feeling like you have something to prove to everyone around you well then alive the six month journey to never pretending or being at the mercy of your anxiety again is for you over the course of six months you will have weekly sessions bi-weekly group skills meetings supplemental materials to help you implement everything support in between sessions access to all the course material on teach a live facebook group for community support and a four-week plan for after the program ends in other words everything you need to liberate your soul you can feel more alive head to the link in the show description to find out more we're talking about dream interpretations so now i want to give you guys kind of a little bit of how to i've given you some of the foundations of dream interpretation and like i said it can be different based off of where you're coming from i gave you some examples of how i use it in my work looking at it from like a therapist perspective looking at it a little bit from like a spiritual perspective as well as the example of how to walk through it so if you are looking to do this on your own first thing you want to do is you want to start off with journaling your dream if you don't already have a dream journal get one have a have a journal specifically dedicated to your dreams and i say a journal as opposed to like writing a note on your phone because it is a lot easier to recall memories when you are writing than it is like when you're typing or texting so it's going to be a lot more easy to make that connection with your mind if you are writing out the story and it's also going to be easier to connect with the emotions of the dream if you are writing it out as opposed to texting and i know this from personal experience whenever i like quick text note 
my a dream that I had and I only do it when I'm like oh my gosh like I forgot I literally forgot about it until something I did I think that actually happened this morning um I will make a quick note but I can never recall as much of the dream if I'm text noting it as opposed to writing it by hand so I do stress the importance of physically writing it I don't know if that makes me old school I don't care that is the best way to do it once you are done writing out everything you can remember about the dream, I want you to sit with the dream. And it doesn't have to be in the same sitting, like you write it out and then like maybe the next day you're going to sit with it, but reread it and see what emotions come up. See if anything else comes up for you in regards to the dream. Then I want you to do the same steps that I kind of went through earlier and using my example of going through who are the characters Is there anyone that you know in the dream from real life? How old are you in the dream? Are you first person or third person, like viewpoint? Um, What's happening? What is is the issue in the dream or the, the challenge that needs to be solved in the dream? Is it a matter of life and death or is it just an uncomfortable feeling? Um, What is done to you or for you or around you in the dream? who is with you? What do you see? What do you, what is, what does sensations feel like? And then after you've kind of written down some of that, focus in on the characters and ask yourself how, what they're feeling, what they're thinking when they interact with you in the dream, how are they feeling and thinking and responding? And the key to remember after you've written all that kind of stuff down and you're sitting and you're rereading it, you are every single person in your dream. Each person represents a different part of you or a a way that you are perceiving yourself in the dream. I don't care if it's your mom that shows up or your dad that shows up or your best friend or your daughter, whatever. It represents a part of you. And the way you figure out what part, what perceived part of you is showing up is by evaluating if it's a person you know, what your relationship is like and how they make you feel and what they kind of bring to your life or how they interact with you in real life. If it's strangers, you really want to try to connect with like how they're feeling, how what they're thinking and how they're responding to you in the dream or how they're responding to the problem in the dream because that's going to tell you what this perception this version of you how it's responding to the problem or how it's responding to you know what you what your experience your first person or third person experience is is um is doing in the dream and then once you're done doing that and you're sitting and kind of thinking on because a lot of times the problem might not be obvious um I mean I caught on to it once we talked about the the way the different crowds were responding Um, And especially the packing pellet, like the way that the world was perishing. But it might not be necessarily obvious. So what you want to do is think about what you're experiencing in your life right now, like how you're feeling in general. And then how can that translate over to what you have reflected on and dissected in your own dream? Because sometimes our subconscious can also kind of give us the answer. Like, for example, my, my best friend being along with me to accomplish the goal gives me the answer and it also told me what I feared the most you know at the end of the dream 
when the world had ended and it was just blackness and me floating, I was, I was nothing. And part of my fear was if I didn't do, if I didn't do all of these things, um, if I didn't accomplish my goal, I would be nothing. So, and, and that's just one example that it is a very, very person by person thing of how dreams can be interpreted because our minds are very, very creative. And also you're going to have dreams and your brain's going to solve problems from based off of your experience, your point of view. And it's going to communicate in a way that is specific to you. But these are some steps that you can take in order to start reflecting, to start understanding your own dreams. Is it easier to talk through with another person or like a therapist or something? Absolutely. <laughs> when, I, um, when I really need help dissecting a dream, I'll usually, I'll ask my, my friend Sarah or um, a lot of times I would also ask a, my best friend Anna and we kind of like work through it together and it was it's very it, it's much more helpful than me like sitting and be like well it could be this or it could be that um but i i have given these steps to other people and i take these steps myself and it is really really cool to see the way that what i'm experiencing currently or what i'm avoiding currently um is showing up in my dreams and normally there's something that like so say it's something there's a problem like you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling, you know, this fear and it's not really going to go away until let's take, you know, college, for example, until the semester is over. There's not really a lot you can do about it. So although you may not be able to change the specific circumstance in the moment, there are steps you can take to ease some of some of that stress or, or to help with the problem, whether it is making more time for yourself by meditating and journaling and releasing some of the tension, or maybe it's getting a therapist, or maybe it's dropping a couple extracurriculars that you're doing or, you know, changing this, the pressure that you're putting on yourself or reframing it, figuring something out where although it, this, the the specific environment might not be able to change might be out of your control there are um there are other things you can do to help aid it so that also hopefully you're not terrorized at night or like you're not bothered at night by these intense vivid dreams because i know like i don't love having very very vivid um dreams that elicit intense like fear or anxiety I, I hate waking up like from a dream with like anxiousness it's the worst so just to review dream interpretation to start taking steps on your own to interpret your really vivid dreams um vivid or reoccurring dreams those dreams are known as unfinished business so that's telling you that there's something in your conscious life your awake life that you are not dealing with you're not facing you're ignoring and your brain is like hey this is a problem to start interpreting it start with writing down your dreams in a journal writing them not text noting them connect with the emotions write down all of the details that you can especially the characters or the different people that are showing up the places that you're in um also like the problems that arise or the kind of the main plot of the dream if you will 
and then start dissecting the people, the places, are the people you know, how are the people feeling and thinking, what are, um, what are the emotions of the things around you, what are you thinking, how old are you, like you can dive as deep as you want into this and you have the power to if you're really willing to sit and connect with your dream. And once you're doing that, starting to pull things out into like separating a little bit and then applying like, okay, what am I currently experiencing in my everyday life? What's a problem that's kind of similar to what I'm interpreting right now? Um, and what was kind of the end of the, of the, of the dream? Did it have a solution that was met or was it just like, I, I still failed at it or this is this because then that can kind of just be like a warning sign. Um, there are lots of different ways to, and not even lots of different ways. There are so many levels, layers to dissect your dreams and you can get as deep as you want or you can just do sur- the surface level and it depends on, right, how often are you sitting with your own thoughts, reflecting, meditating, because when you are connected to your emotions and you are self-reflecting, it's a little bit easier to know what the issue is. I had a dream recently and I woke up and I was like, what the heck? Um, and, but I, I, upon like sitting and rereading my dream, I was like, oh, yes, yes, that is a problem. I will get to that soon. Thank you. Thank you, brain, <laughs> for making me even more aware of it. I'm getting to it as soon as I humanly can. So you are going to have situations where that happens. And as you do this more, it's going to get easier to dissect. And it's even maybe going to be easier for you to dissect like other people if other people tell you about your dreams. Um, I love doing this for other people. It is, it's really fun as long as the person is like comfortable with you. Um, Because if they're not, then it's hard to, to get to the root of stuff because they don't want to really, I guess, out themselves, like out their problems in front of you. But otherwise, it's just a really, really cool soul, soul way to connect with yourself and to understand your emotions, especially if emotions are hard for you. I found that when I am struggling with my emotions the most or I'm really struggling with like, like I, my anxiety language is speaking to me and I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. That's when my dreams are the most vivid. They're coming up the most, you know, all of these neglected emotions start showing up in my dreams so and if that's happening for you you're having a lot of vivid dreams especially if they're waking you up and when you're having a really intense emotional response to them this is going to be really helpful for you so I hope you enjoyed today's episode if you ever have any questions about the content that I talk about or like any of the skills or like uh, kind of like the to-do lists I guess that I give you guys at the end of the sessions or not the end of the sessions, the end of the podcast. Always feel free to DM me. My Instagram is at Anna Marie Green LLMSW. And my TikTok is at YGT Wellness. I love hearing questions and um, responses to the content. It is so fun to hear how you guys have been interpreting different things. Also, if you have any requests for a specific topic to be covered on the podcast, absolutely let me know. I have had a couple different responses, one about anger, um, another about like how to make friends as an adult, all that kind of stuff. I'm really excited. I have stuff coming down the, the pipeline. I have actually 
three people that I'm going to be interviewing um, once I kind of figure out the logistics of it. But I'm so, so excited for you guys. Um, Thank you so much for your continued support and listening to this podcast. It is such a fills my heart with so much joy and excitement talking. I've always loved speaking and public speaking and talking and things like that. So this is just really fun for me. And if you like or love what you hear, please, please, please like, subscribe, rate the podcast and share with a friend, especially if you find the specific messages of a a specific episode, share them with someone. Um, My goal is I I just want to help you guys connect to a more optimistic side of your life that's definitely there. And I want to help to liberate your soul through your emotions because our emotions are so, so important and they're just a really pivotal part of actually experiencing life and not just kind of making it through or not just being content or things being fine. So I will see you guys next time. Have a wonderful, beautiful week. And remember, you got this. I have some really exciting news, guys. So I have just rebranded and renamed the Anxiety Language Coaching Program to Alive. A six-month journey to never pretending or being at the the mercy of your anxiety again. This is for the girlies who feel like they're pretending and your pretending is tearing your soul apart. It's burning you out and keeping you down, numbing you out of this world. You're terrified of yourself. You hide in your ambition, your ambitious nature. It's safer there. It's easier to disconnect. People think the world of you, but you feel like you're a fraud. You, you believe that eventually everyone will leave you or get tired of you or think that you're too much and at the same time, not enough. So you focus on your profession or things that feel a little bit clearer. It's easier to control and hide in goals for the future and less scary than your present. You hate being alone, but crowds of people remind you that people don't see you, don't like you, and you aren't enough. You feel you're never anyone's first choice, that you have to fight hard and tirelessly to be a contender, and you feel like you have to fight and earn a place in this world. You've convinced yourself that you aren't meant to be happy and that the only way to earn happiness is by making others happy. So you attach yourself to to the service of others, ignoring your own needs and your own fiery soul. Well, I'm here to tell you, Your anxiety is not the problem. You are not crazy and you deserve to be seen. I hear you and I see you and I was you for 25 years. This program offers you a way out, a journey to experience the vibrancy of life through the emotional liberation of your soul. Through this program, I'm giving you, I'm giving the world its greatest gift, you feeling alive. You're going to learn how to abandon your facades, embrace yourself and never have to be at the mercy of overwhelming and intense anxiety again. That's right. Bye-bye monthly breakdowns and existential crises. And hello to deeper connections, fiercely taking up space, emotional freedom, and a life where you are not unafraid and you are alive. Enrollment ends next week on August 30th. We start on September 1st. There are only three spots left. If any of that resonated with you, feel free to reach out to me with any questions that you have. 
or head to my website to get more information. This is a six month container and we're going to get really deep. Really, it's going to go through some intense emotions, but this is really for people who are ready to experience change and transformation and, and not be trapped inside themselves anymore. I look forward to hearing from you guys and I will see you in a live. Have a great day.